Hello, my friends, and this is going to be the 48th episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar, and we're going to do um, the readings for the fifth week of Easter, the, f- the fifth Sunday of Easter. So the opening entrance antiphon is from Psalm 98. O sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders in the sight of the nations. He has shown his deliverance. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Okay. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words and what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fall, through my most grievous fault, therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me and with me, the Lord our God. Okay, and Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision, Christe Elision, Christe Elision, Christe Elision, Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision, Kiri Elision. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world. Receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High. Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit. In the glory of God the Father. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Okay, so for today's readings, we're going to focus on something uh, very difficult, and that's called love. Okay, uh, love one another, love your enemies, love your neighbor as yourself, usually because your enemy and your neighbor are usually the same one, according to G.K. Chesterton. So that's political, it's uh, diplomacy, and um, it's, uh, well, it's being a good neighbor and being a loving human being. But let me just explain. I'll say it again later. Love is a divine act. It's a godly act. It's a characteristic of God. Not easy because we have an impediment and it's called sin. And it's called selfishness and it's called um, pride, ego. These things get in the way. And unfortunately, we also have another impediment. The modern concept of love is um, distorted. We associate love with emotion. Don't fall for that. Um, It can be. I'm not saying that emotion is bad. Emotion can be good. But it love comes from knowing the person. You know the individual, and because you know the individual, you want the best for the individual. Um, 
knowing you, you can't love what you do not know. This is something that I've been taught. It's actually, it's a, it's something that apologetics teaches. You can't love what you don't know. You know, this whole love at first sight or the stupid 70s slogan, love happens to mean that you don't have to say you're sorry. Absolutely nonsense. That's not true. Love is a divine characteristic. And because human beings are made in the image of likeness of God, we want to be more like God. And so to love someone means to wish and want the best for that person. All right, let's, um, let's uh, begin. Okay, so the first reading is going to be from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, verse 21 to 27. They called the church together and reported what God had done with them. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After Paul and Barnabas had proclaimed the good news to that city and made a considerable number of disciples, they returned to Listeria and to Iconium and to Antioch. They strengthened the spirits of the disciples and exhorted them to persevere in the faith, saying, It is necessary for us to undergo many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. They appointed elders for them in each church with prayers and fasting and commanded them to the Lord in whom they had put their faith. Then they traveled through Pisidia and reached Pamphylia, after proclaiming the word at Perga, they went down to Attila, Attilia, and there they sailed to Antioch, where they had been commanded to the grace of God for the work they had now accomplished. And when they had arrived, they called the church together and reported what God had done with them, and how He had appointed, how He had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. Okay, it's now the responsorial Psalm, Psalm 145, and a response is, I will praise your name forever, my King and my God, Alleluia. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God, Alleluia. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Alleluia. Let all your works give thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Alleluia. Let them make known your might to the children of Adam and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages and your dominion endures through all generations. I will praise your name forever, my King and my God. Alleluia. Okay, the second reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 
21, verse 1 to 5. God will wipe every tear from their eye. A reading from the book of Revelation. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven. From God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will always be with them as their God. He will wipe away, wipe every tear from their eye, and there shall be no more death or mourning or wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, the Alleluia Antiphon. Alleluia, Alleluia, I will give you a new commandment, says the Lord. Love one another as I have loved you. Alleluia, Alleluia. John chapter 13, verse 31 to 33, and uh, 34 to 35. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. I give you a new commandment, love one another. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. And so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and God will glorify him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little while longer. I give you a new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you so you also should love one another. This is how all will know that you are my disciples if you love, if you have love for one another. Amen. Gospel of the Lord. So for the readings today, we are met with the gospel to love one another something that is almost i would say humanly impossible because we know as human beings we <laughs> find it impossible to love one another there's a lot of people we don't love there's a lot of people we can't stand it's a lot of people we don't even want to be in the same room, let alone we don't even want to be on the same planet, same country, or breathe the same air. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of people like that. And unfortunately, this is something that we lack. 
we lack a lot of, maybe throughout history. To, what does it mean to love the other person, to love one another? Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. G.K. Chesterton said in one of his quotes, that's usually because love your neighbor. I'm sorry, I should have said love your neighbor and your enemies. Well, that's because usually they're the one and the same person, right? That's true. They're one and the same person. This act to love is an act of the divine, an act of holiness, an act of God. It is a divine act. John, the apostle, writes in one of his letters that God is love. And that's true. God is love. It's not a a hippie new age thing. It's not um it's not something that comes out of the LSD uh drug era. No, this is truly a godly divine act. It is in the footsteps of God. Yes, it is in the footsteps of God. The the logos, the word, which it, the word itself, the Greek, means, gives shape, form, meaning, depth to the to creation, the universe. This logos became a human being. Became you know took on a human human nature at the same time it as it took on a human nature without sin and in what we call the incarnation it all this logos this second person of god never ceased being god now Interesting to note, if you read this, the passage, it doesn't say anything about feeling. It's not about feeling. In the classical sense, love is an act of the will. An act of the will. Very very different from the modern concept, which is all about feeling, about emotion. It's nothing to do with emotion here. What does it mean, an act of the will? It means knowing when you, in in the classical sense, to love someone is to know that person. And in the classical sense, to love that person even if the person you don't know them, is to wish them and want for them the good. The desire for, you desire for that individual the good. Nowhere does it, do you see anything 
talking about love as an emotion or a feeling. Because really, though it's good, it's good. Emotions are not evil. There's nothing evil about an emotion. But the problem from the classical perspective, that is the classical theological perspective, is that we are in, we are in, um, we have an impediment, meaning something that is uh, a problem that comes from original sin. We tend to confuse love, which is divine, agape, with uros or carnal love, which is like you know the kind of love that you say, you know, which lust which Venus or Aphrodite represents. She represents erotic love. You know, sometimes we tend to, you know, I think it's it's up there on a the level with romantic, um, romantic, but really it's erotic. It's where the erotic comes from. The word, if you notice the word uros is in the word erotic. It's carnal. It's of the flesh. It's pure pleasure. It has nothing to do with Agape, it's in a sense inferior to agape in the Greek context. There's also love of brother, but agape love is higher because it also has a lot to do with knowledge and wisdom. You know, you want the good, you want the better for that person. You desire the good, you desire the, you know, when Jesus says there's no greater love than for one to lay down their lives for their friends, absolutely nothing to do with feeling or erotic love. It's a greater virtue. It's heading towards the divine, right? It's about going up there with the divine to be up there with the, with God um, it's, you know, like I said, it's difficult because when we look at our neighbor, you know, it's harder when you can't stand that person, when that person has done a lot to offend you and annoy you and done a lot, you know, love your enemies. Mm. You know, it's hard. I mean, some of us, you know, are willing are willing to to sacrifice ourselves, and you know, because we can't stand somebody, we're willing to sacrifice our relationship with God. Literally, go to hell because we hate that person, and that's not good. That's not that's not that's not what that's not what God made the human person to be. Not to be damned. We, it's often been said by the saints that we go to hell for lack of charity, lack of love. When the word, the classical English word for charity, because English is not a language that is liturgical, is agape, godly love, divine love. Not, not, the, not, not the carnal kind, not the earthly kind. That's actually inferior. 
it's inferior to divine love. Um, love of neighbor is close to it. It's the idea of achieving the greater good. And you achieve that greater good by wanting the best, even for your enemy. In the Christian context, yes. So, only in Christianity does it ask you, does, does it demand this of you? Judaism actually points to that, hints at it. But, you know, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth is what the, is what the Israelites adopted. And it actually is not what God wants. Love your neighbor as yourself comes from, actually, it's, it's mentioned in Judaism. But many people don't fail to achieve that. So, you know, you see that. Alrighty, uh, let's end it here. And we'll get back. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and in invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. For us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild, wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God bless.